Omae Wamo Shinru, and welcome to episode 297 of RPG Fans Retro Encounter, where we will be discussing a bunch of deadly samurai um, with Hakuoki Memories of the Shinsengume. Um, I'm Hilary Andruff. I'm hosting today for our Ladies Otome podcast, and with me I have Audra Bowling. Hello. And Nikki Fukuri. Hello. And Lucy Gray. You saved me for last. (laughs) (laughs) I did, and I was not disappointed. (laughs) All right. So this is kind of a fun, breezy summer opportunity to play a game and dish about it. Um, So I will, let's just go around and maybe give a little bit of background, like say why we're here, you know, what drew us to this episode, and... A little bit more about your background with Atome games, um, and we'll go from there. Uh, so anyone want to go first in particular? Sure. Awesome. So, uh, this game has white-haired anime boys. That's really good. But uh, this game came out, I think, in like 2012 um, in English, and... I went and got it on the PSP. It was the first Otome game I ever got. And I loved it. And it started my uh, deep, dark descent into this genre of games. And it's great. Yeah. Great. Well, it's lovely to have you. Actually, experience is very similar to Nikki. It was one of the first Otome games I ever played. Ended up enjoying it, for the most part, so... Now I actually seek out Atomi games. You it's become a deep, dark obsession. <laughs> and you are an extremely prolific visual novel reviewer on our site. So thank you for that as well. We'll be kind of relying on your expertise a little bit. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. And so that's half of us um, who have been into the genre for a little while. Um, for my part, I... Have not played an Atome game, um, so this is an entertaining first opportunity for me to try one out. Um, so that is exactly what I did, and I had a lot of fun. We'll get more into that. Um, but I think, Lucy, it's a similar story for you, right? Well, in some ways, yes. This is the first uh, full-length Otome game that I've played. Um, I mean, I've done Hatuofe Boy... Uh, Pigeon Boyfriend, uh, and a variety of parodies of Otome games. Though I fully admit that um, I'm a b- very big manga and mahua reader, and one of the big uh, popular genres right now is falling into a Otome game through uh, an isekai um, situation. And so I've ended up finding out all these things about Otome games and becoming rather knowledgeable through indirect means. Uh, it's a really big uh, genre right now in both Japan and in uh, South Korea. So like half the webtoons that are coming out right now are all, uh, I'm a villainess in an Otome game. Oh no. <laughs> or I fell into an Otome game and I hate all the boys. Oh no. <laughs> It's basically various excuses to show really hot boys. Um, 
And I have to admit, it's a good way of spending my summer. What is wrong with all these really pretty men having cherry blossoms floating in front of them? What I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't understand. What am I doing to make them happy? I have to say that was <laughs> just to jump right into this game. I have to say that was the most shocking thing. Uh, when I was first booting up the game and I got through the prologue and then suddenly I make a choice and then suddenly there are cherry blossoms going everywhere. No I'm literal going... cherry blossoms. What? Wait, what? Huh? What just happened? Oh gosh, yeah. I usually go to the settings first to change like text speeds and then I saw like the affection animation on or off and I'm like, oh, I don't remember what the affection animation for this game is. Let's leave it on. And then I'm like, ah... Very nice. Now I can keep track. <laughs> Which, it's I mean, good to know. Yeah, that's fair. I got a lot, just to back up a little bit and talk more about Otome games in general, it's, I mean, it's a fairly common thing to have some sort of gauge or like way of telling who you've affected with your choices, right? Yeah. There's usually either an animation or a sound effect, something yep. to help you along. Awesome. Can you think of any, I'm just curious, like any other memorable ones from other Otome games? <laughs> the one I'm playing now, they just do a little bell chime, ah, which okay. I think is interesting, but then I'm like, what if you're hard of hearing or you muted it? Yeah, it's true. Um, Piofiore Faded Memories has like a menu option where it'll just show like a cropped picture of the guy so it doesn't show their eyes and then if you're like on the bad route i think it shows like blood and like it's all black and white and like scary looking and if you're on the good route it's like colored and has flowers on it <laughs> oh dear it's really intense it sounds like it and i mean even even you know memories of the shinsengume veers a little bit into the supernatural and violent at times, although they don't really show much in the way of violence. So that's that's actually something good to point out about this genre is, you know, it's not all cherry blossoms and rainbows. And that's an interesting thing that I've, uh, from the manga side, is that they talk about the, uh, for Otome games, is that, yes, originally it was all very sunshine and rainbows and cherry blossoms, but now there's sort of this uh, growing trend of guillotine executions everywhere! <laughs> And oh, no. oh yeah, like collar times malice, where you have to find the terrorist group. Oh yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. And even this game, I mean, there, you know, it was fairly censored, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we're just gonna have boys sucking on your blood on the regular uh, intervals. <laughs> It's true. There's there's a little bit of like vampire stuff going on here. Historically accurate. Yes, very <laughs> much. All right. So, but before we move on to like more about the game itself, is there anything else that we think the audience should know about Otome games in general? Warnings, you know. <laughs> Otome games are not just for girls. All right. I I approve. Yes. Yeah, they are games for girls. They're made with the female gaze in mind, but that doesn't mean they're bad. Media for women is still good media that anyone can enjoy. Yes. And 
I think this game is actually a quite good example of that. I mean, yeah, we'll get into the writing and the and the specifics, but it was pretty engaging. It was fun. There's a lot of sword drama there. <laughs> yes. Uh, just to bring us up to, to speed, I mean, this is basic stuff that everyone should know. But before we move on, just to recap very quickly, Otome is kind of a subclass of visual novels. So it's basically an interactive story where you make a lot of choices. Um, and there are different routes. I think that's something else that's important to know about visual novels and Otome games in general. Um, and usually you pick the character that you're interested in and kind of follow their route. Um, but some games really get complex with it and you have to do certain parts of one route before you can go to others or there are bad routes and good routes like in the game that I think Nikki mentioned. You know, you can tell if you're on a tragic, awful path or the good, happy path. Um, yeah, so- and they even have, I think, good and bad endings for this game. Yes, they do. So multiple endings is another good, important, just kind of basic thing to know about Atome games. We'll be going into that because I'm sure we, well, I know we got some different endings. We saw stories from some different characters. And I don't know about you all, but I, I did get a couple game overs. Oh, yeah. This game has those. Yep. Yep. And also I would point out that this uh, the thing to note about Otome games is a lot of people put them on the other side of the coin of dating sims, but at the same time, more often than not, uh, Otome games often have uh, more complex uh, plot structures, and also you can have, with those multiple routes, you don't necessarily need to do the romance route. There are um, quite a few games, including this one, where you can decide not to focus on one particular character or if you're greedy like i am uh you try and look for the harem routes where you can get all the boys uh, <laughs> at your feet um, gotta catch them all i was very upset when oh, i found out that yeah there... that's right i was very upset when i learned that there was no harem route for hakawiki i'm sorry no 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 samurai collecting today um <laughs> yeah all of that is very, very important, I feel. And, you know, a lot of a lot of Otome games also have a really rich context, you know, that even if there are romance routes, they kind of, you know, they try to tell a good story and they exist in a, an interesting and colorful setting a lot of the time, or try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into our gaming question. Well, I wanted to play on the 3ds and i misplaced my 3ds so i had to get my psp working but then i found my 3ds so i got to play the 3ds version of the game and after you uh, complete one route there's a little um like photo booth mode and i haven't used it yet but if you ever want to take pictures with the cute guys get the 3ds version of the game i did not know that (laughs) yes yeah it's it's really cute you can pick little borders and put B next to whichever character you want to be. Isn't that great? <laughs> and you can add little stickers and the like. And that's the important thing to note about this game. There are so many ver- different versions of this game. It's nuts. There's the 3DS version. There's the DS version. There's the uh, PSP version. There's the PlayStation 3 version. And all of them have slightly different plot lines and uh, allow you to romance different characters in the game. So, oh, yeah. And there's um, two Vita games, actually. 
they yeah. split it up and they split it halfway through the middle the story there, and there's even a fan disc game uh where they re uh cast the entire characters as uh High school, right? Yes, high school yeah. schoolers and professors at a high at a private boarding school, uh, because who doesn't think of feudal Japan and immediately go ah a Western style boarding school? Oh, just for a little change of pace. It's great seeing these adults in high school, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I only think there's like maybe one or two characters that could even possibly fit into that age group and yeah yeah yep so uh, all right so there are lots of different versions of this game um i also played the 3ds version how about it as well i played the psp awesome all right so we can compare and contrast a little bit later on all right so how about the plot of the game itself let's go into that a little bit so we mentioned that it takes place in feudal japan um but how about how about the character that we play as? Because that's always an interesting thing to talk about in Otome games. What do you all think? So you, we play Shizuru, who is a doctor's daughter. Her father has been away on business in Kyoto for longer than he should. So she has to pack up and head there to investigate and find, find him, hopefully. Uh, but Kyoto's dangerous. There are all sorts of ronin samurai lots of fighting going on um so she shows up cross-dressing so she uh originally meets all the characters dressed as a man which uh most of the characters don't actually realize is the case unless you decide to reveal it to them uh she is looking for her father or her father's friend um both who seem to be missing from kyoto at the time Right. Um, she got instructions from her father that there's a doctor colleague in Kyoto that she can um, meet up with, you know, to help her um, should he not come back or should something happen. But she can't find him because he is away. So she ends up in Kyoto kind of trying to figure out what to do. And she witnesses a kind of terrifying battle. Uh, with some really creepy, just like frantic-looking white-haired guys, um, and some samurai men from the Shinsengume who take her with them because she's seen too much. Let's see. Up till there, anything? Anything else we should add? Uh, well, when we say it's feudal Japan, this is eighteen, uh, the eighteen fifties in Japan. So you were seeing the introduction of some of the western aspects so um, most of the uh, japan is still working under the samurai code though there are different aspects of uh, western culture starting to seep in and that actually plays an important part in the story later on Mm -hmm. Um, there's also a lot of upheaval going on in um, the japanese government and the sort of consolidation of the emperor and the shogun and uh, that's part of the tension that is going on. Right. The Shinsengume, the Shinsengume are a group that represent the shogunate. And there's also imperialist groups, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of clashes among them. And then there are a few other groups in Kyoto. 
Yeah, yeah, politics, cool writing. <laughs> okay, but when are we getting to the anime boys? All right. They take you to the to the place. They take you to their little uh, headquarters, and they you know tie you up because like, oh, you're dangerous. What if you tell people what you saw? And you're like, I don't even know what I saw. I was paying attention to the cute guy <laughs> over there. And then you have to choose if you want to try to run away or just sit still. And that'll, you know, change which of the guys thinks, oh, you're pretty cool for making this choice that you did. And then you go there and then you talk to them all. And some of them are like, oh, my God, it was so obvious that you're a pretty little lady. And the other ones are like, what? what? I didn't what? know at all. But now that I see you, I guess it kind of makes sense. And then there's like that one guy, uh, Shinpachi who you can't date at all. I don't know why, because he's the one with the least clothes on, and it's like, I don't know why you can't date him, and he doesn't know anything that's going on. You can on. actually date him in the Vita version. Oh my gosh, that's the next one I'm going to get. Let's go. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, is that um, for the 3DS version, there's a group that you can date, and then uh, for the PSP, you can date a couple, and then for the PS3 version, you can also date Sanan, who ends up being the antagonist on uh, two of the routes, um, including the one I ended up on. Yep. Um, That's right. They're trying to take the Megane away from us, but they can't hold him back forever. <laughs> <laughs> and we should mention that this game is a very popular game. If not, if you can't already tell by the number of versions of this game that were released, there was even an, a manga and anime adapted for this game. Um, and they decided to go uh, for both of those for the what's considered the main route of this game uh, for the titular character, Hakoiki. Um, though he doesn't get that name until the very end of his route, apparently. Um, I think there are stage plays, too, for this. I would not be surprised. Yeah, so, I mean, when we, when we picked this for our Otome month, we, we chose something quality. <laughs> that's right it's quality because then after that you do some other stuff what did we do oh yeah then they go off and they fight and then sanan the megane that we talked about he loses uh use of his left arm and he's like oh no this is very bad that's my now sword I'm arm to become kind of brooding and it looks like i'm gonna become evil i wonder what's if that's gonna foreshadow something and you're like huh i don't know if it's gonna foreshadow something but we'll find out as we keep playing and then you make some more choices and you meet the other guys and you know you build up your relationship with these other guys they're like you know we're gonna pretend that you're like a page because maybe like the generic faceless characters won't be able to tell you're a girl if you keep dressing in pants and then you know you go around and you're like oh let's talk to this guy or this guy and then you develop enough relationship points just like in real life and then you can go on to the route of the individual guy and you're like wow that was so cool now was... one other thing we should mention about that was a with... brilliant summary that was a really brilliant summary nikki i have to applaud you for that one other thing i think we should mention is that uh one of the uh, common tropes of otome games is you're working toward uh, for cgs or these uh sort of almost postcard like images of your boy um usually in a sort of almost idealized lighting sense where he's doing something dramatic and the objective is trying to get as many as you possibly can by picking all the right choices. yes so like literally collecting you know these really really pretty images of 
mm-hmm. pretty samurai. And you can go then back into the menu and see how many you've collected and which ones you're missing. And you are supposed to save so you can try multiple different ways so you can get as many of these CGs as you can. Because some, if I'm not mistaken, like I've done two routes and I should also pause for a second here and let everybody know that uh, that part one of this recording, we have all done, completed at least one route we're going part two is going to be us going back getting more of these cgs playing more routes seeing more of the whole story so even in the few like i played two the two routes that i completed some of the cgs are kind of hidden in in paths toward bad endings if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, you there really is a lot of kind of planning and back and forth if you want to get all the cgs that's how they make you feel bad. You're like, oh, yes, I did it. I got the best ending. We held hands. Oh, my gosh. This is the best. But then you didn't get all of the trading cards. You caught the Pokemon, but you didn't get the trading cards. Now you have to go back and play the bad ending and cry. And watch and everybody. Yeah. You. Yep, it's true. <laughs> so, and it is really interesting how things play out because... What happens over the course of Memories of the Shinsengume is that there are multiple battles. Um, there's a lot of political shifting going on, which influences everyone's movements. So you, there are some characters that you can follow from one location to another at various points, and then there's some you're not going to be able to see again. Um, and it, it, it follows a very sad trajectory, kind of, of the the shogunate kind of losing um and they get further and further away from the starting point in in kyoto and they get more and more split up and there's kind of in the narrative like this overwhelming sense of like oh these noble you know samurai pretty men this is all going to be a memory soon or like am i witnessing you know the last of the shinsengume like the player character says that a lot Well, and then depending on some of the roots that you get, you get the sense that everybody else dies if you, you know, once you choose your boy. Um, At the very end, you know, he talks about there's usually a scene where they're remembering all the boys that passed on. You're just like, oh, this sucks. Yep. Poor Kondo. Wow, why can't I marry him? I'm just going to ask that question because he's a sweetheart. And also, he's kind of a big dude. That's pretty good. And he's a sweetheart. He's the leader. I mean, come on. I know. And I love him. And I'm going to cry every time I think about him. I believe it's the anime. He's set up as, uh, you know, a flawed leader. And that depending, that they question some of the choices that he makes. And it's like, no, no, this dude, this, this, why? This is a good dude. No touchy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah because i mean in reality he's not perfect hijikata makes most of the big choices for the shinsengumi he's kind of like their figurehead but like kondo's not like inept he's not like a like a dingus or anything no and he's he serves well as you know the the face and depending on which route you know he might actually like fight on your behalf and it turns out he's one of the best Oh, yeah. I saw some of the scenes with him doing that. Mm-hmm. That was quite good. So, all right. This seems like a good point to get into our cast of characters a little bit more. 
so we have Kondo, he's the leader, kind of the face of the Shinsengume. And we have Hichikata, who makes a lot of the decisions. He kind of has most of the responsibility, we'd say. And he's, I think as Lucy mentioned when we were talking, he's kind of like the poster boy for the game. He's got the long, dramatic hair and the violet eyes. And he's actually the one the game is named after because his, uh, if you could do his route later on, he get, gains the name Hakoiki, um, depending on uh, if you decide to uh, let him become the dramatic bishy boy that he obviously has in his veins. <laughs> but uh, besides him, there's also uh, Haisuki uh, Haisuki. Um, hey, oh, Haisuke. Yep. Sorry. Um <laughs> He's the uh, young one. He's kind of like the punk kid. Yes. And I fully admit, I picked his route uh, for the first one because I was told it was the shortest. <laughs> um, and I also kind of wanted to get him out of the way because he was the youngest looking. And as a uh, 30-something woman uh, with a 19-year-old that looks much younger, he felt the most sort of uh, squicky for me uh to play his route also he has a bit of a nasally voice which depending on your choices uh might not be for you though he does get a dramatic glow up i was gonna uh, say he wins he wins for best glow up when they all change into western clothes yeah (laughs) he cuts that stupid ponytail he gets the proper bishy hair um and you get the sense that you know he was a bishy all along he just needed that you know uh, that push person to come <laughs> that push to get him it's like those uh, those movies from the 90s you just take off the glasses and put on a bit of lipstick and suddenly most glamorous person in the room um, but With the Superman uh, taking off his glasses yeah. yeah not that this kid actually wears glasses um, uh, but he's also the one where you get quite a bit of uh, two of the other characters routes um you get uh, Soji Okita's uh, route a bit through him. Um, oh yeah, there's a little bit of Okita, a little bit of um, Saito, which is the first route I did. Too. Did yes. So it's kind um, of interesting. Like they they are sort of grouped, and it's really easy when you're starting one of the routes to branch to easily decide to branch one way or the other, uh, depending on a, just a few choices, like. As uh, Nikki said, like right in the beginning, you can either try to escape or you can just sort of call out and go, oh, I think there was a mistake here. Um, And that immediately separates you into two categories of which boys you're going to be attracting. Who I'll talk about Saito um, because he's the route I chose. He's the serious one. He is the kind of stoic left-handed Iaido boy. And... He is one of, if not the most popular uh, Automate character, even to this day. Saito, really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Everyone loves him. He was actually my first route, too. And Yay! When I played the game a while ago. Awesome. <laughs> he was my second favorite when I played this game originally back in ye olden days. Yeah, he has a, he has a pretty good arc. I, I enjoyed watching, like, the route he took, kind of. Because he was a spy for a little while. And and then he kind of had to figure out, like, as the Shinsengume was splitting up, kind of what his, what he needed to protect, kind of his purpose. 
So that was, that was interesting to watch. I liked it. He was he was a good sort of uh, uh, different side of the coin uh, for Heisuke because Heisuke um, uh, leaves the group uh, relatively early on uh, to follow uh, this absolute prissy boy idiot who comes in briefly and leaves uh, almost as soon as he shows up and then promptly gets killed. Um, and uh, he joins that guy with no other intention. Saito go- uh, joins him to specifically to spy on him and figure out exactly how much he knows and when they can off him. Pretty much. Um, all right. We already mentioned Hitikata a little bit. He's the he's the brains and the responsibility. Um, and Sanan, he also is kind of the brains, gets injured early on, so his sword arm is useless, which is very, very upsetting if and, you're a samurai. And, and he's the uh, antagonist on Heisuke's route um, because depending on which route you take, he's either... Uh, trying to figure out this exilier of life um, that it turns out your character's father was developing. Um, And depending on which route, he either wholeheartedly believes it and gets immersed in his own genius and uh, goes full-on crazy uh, Western-style vampire. Um, Or he's researching it uh, to try and get rid of the bad effects and uh, just generally is uh, this very cool one-off character. Uh, He also does, uh, for the PS3 version, he is one of the uh, possible routes. Um, But uh, I think for all the versions we had, he is not a uh, capturable player. (laughs) And it's a version exclusive Pokemon. <laughs> yes. You can't trade. They nope. shut down the 3DS. No, they didn't shut down the 3DS Wi-Fi yet. Thank goodness. Oh my gosh, I would cry. He's a central part of one of the early decision points in the game because whether you decide to like investigate what's going on one night uh, in the Shinsengumi compound, you might find him and you might try to stop him yourself from taking this elixir of life, which you find out, spoilers, kind of makes you a vampire <laughs> and that is vampire well it makes you a demon and you find out that the western style demons are basically vampires and the eastern style demons uh again spoiler alert your character is actually one of the last remaining uh girl demons around in the yukimura clan yep yes and that what the elixir of life has been developed from these western demons um and has been used on these samurai basically they have the choice of either uh if when they fuck up they can either uh uh die uh commit seppuku or they can take the uh, the elixir of life and become these uh the blood fury core the fury cores the blood verse uh, uh yes vampires. So the Shinsengumi, right? So the Shinsengumi. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, no. They uh, th- go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we hear about this Fury Core, and we d- it, it's sort of this well-wrapped secret, and this is the- it turns out the whole reason they kept your character um, in uh, chains the first night because 
this is a well-guarded secret of the Shinzogumi of uh, this Fury Corps because they are basically the walking dead. Yeah, the idea is that you get super strength. Um, it enhances your fighting ability a lot, but essentially you are shaving life. You are shaving time off your life. And uh, you get bloodlust. You get awful bloodlust that, yeah, is increasingly difficult to control. Um, yeah, if you're not a main character and you don't have plot armor, uh, that's it. Bye. See ya. You, you're just gonna, like, go. You're just gonna, you're gonna... Cr- crave blood and then disintegrate eventually. Turn to ash is how they describe it in yes. the storyline. That's only for the main characters, though. For the for the generics, they go and, like, kill a random person on the street and then one of the Shinsengumi has to cut them down to keep the secret. Nobody can see this. That's true. <laughs> and the one other thing we should mention is that uh, once you go into bloodlust, having taken this elixir, uh, you gain white hair and blood red eyes. So you somehow become an albino. Uh, and it causes these dramatic sort of shifts, um, which then become really pretty CG cards that you can collect. Yep. There is, like, if you go we into the menu and hit uh, biographies, you can see they keep track of your, like, affection, but also corruption. Ooh, because since you're a demon, uh-oh, that means your blood is good for them. So when they go crazy, you can choose. Will you let them suffer and get more corrupted, or will you feed them your blood? Ooh, <laughs> Which leads to CGs. <laughs> it does. Yeah. In, in many cases. Yes. In many of the routes, you will get to see your your samurai probably take the elixir at some point. Maybe. I think the only one who doesn't is Sonata. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So just to round that out, the couple characters we haven't mentioned, there's Harada, who he's like part of the younger group of Shinsengume officers and he seems to be the most level-headed of the three in that younger group and he's a spear user yay and he has some cleavage Woo-hoo. Yes. <laughs> he does have an interesting outfit he's almost the one with the least amount of clothing but not quite yeah he's like the second least dressed <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things we've got to mention here is that all of them have conveniently very open uh, yukatas going on that are are putting man boobs on full display. It's great. Um, But Um, you do sort of make go, uh, why are you wearing clothing at all? You know, you just might as well take it off. Come on. That's true, because in this game, there's a plot reason, right? Because if they are more exposed and in danger and likely to die, that means they're more likely to take the elixir and progress (laughs) the plot. It's perfect. These game developers are just the geniuses. This is the galaxy brain level stuff. (laughs) And then you have Saito, who's like bundled up like a little ninja. It's very cute. Mm. that's that's you know we have to have the balance you know <laughs> yes and then you get yamazaki in the vita version he's all ninja'd up too oh that's right oh, yeah and then there's also we haven't mentioned him yet there is a uh eastern demon uh oh who... yes okay so right chizuru is... yeah so uh chizuru ends up being the last one of her demon clan um and 
one of the only females, which is a problem. And so there is a demon from one of the other clans who is uh, looking for her. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Chikage, uh, who is basically her stalker, uh, shows up with his two little cronies. Also um, demons. And, also demons. Um, and depending on which route you uh, take, uh, can also uh, introduce you to more demons. Uh, there's the Princess Sen, uh, who shows up, who can either help or um, harm your cause. And uh, Chikage, of course, is basically looking for you to make more demon babies. Um, right, you are a pure blood female demon specimen to him, essentially. And your babies will be very strong and very uh, pure. And uh, at least he's the most open about the reason he's going after your butt. <laughs> listen, though, but here's the thing. Like... You can't say, okay, sure, listen, we got to do it. You know, oh, no, the handsome guy want to have kids with me. What a tragedy. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Shinsengumi, got to go. No, you have to, like, jump through hoops to get his route, which is a crime. I guess they got to make up for the, you know, amazing character designs with their cleavage and everything by making his route super hard to get. So yeah. I don't know. But, you know, all I'm saying is that, yeah, okay, maybe it's not very good. I, you know it's like oh that's kind of rude you know I don't know you we haven't you know we haven't held hands yet We, ha you haven't taken me to dinner but honestly is it really that bad I don't know I think he's my favorite but you know that's okay so everybody's different that's why there's like six different guys I'm just saying they could have made it a little easier to just say okay bye right. Kata-san sorry it was nice meeting you guys bye but you know you can't do that so <laughs> you don't need to protect me anymore see ya yeah, well, I mean, what generally happens is um, no matter who your chosen member of the Shinsengume is, sometimes Chikage will show up and your Shinsengume will, you know, def try to defend you, which may or may not result in them having to take the elixir. Um, well, not only, and not only that, but it also has uh, Chikage basically dissing your boy being a oh, yeah. fake demon um and uh, <laughs> right even once they've taken the elixir right you're yes. a you're a pathetic imitation i'm pure blood no, no, sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those vampires that sparkle okay that twilight craze is over actually it's not it's resurging but we're not gonna pay attention to that okay we don't like the sparkly vampires did you even read stoker i don't think so Actually, now that I think about it, didn't this game basically come out at the height of the Twilight Craze? Yeah. A yeah. lot of people like hypothesize that that's why Axis Games chose this game first to localize into English because it aligned <laughs> very well with that. More vampires. And it's true. It's just these hot guys, they become vampires and then their hair sparkles because it's white. And I don't <laughs> care. I think it's great. <laughs> Also, there's, like, that other guy, and it's like, oh, it's like the werewolves or the vampire, except this is, like, vampire and, I don't know, half vampire, whatever. I don't care about the specifics. It's fine. Eastern versus Western um, <sighs> is the... That's right, because they're trying to keep the Western out of the country, and then Kazama is like, oh, no, you're bringing the Western into the country or something like that. I don't know. I don't know anything about politics, but, you know, I'm sure there's some deep messaging in there. I'm not going to look for it, though. I'm just going to look at the boys. 
I, I think I'm going to do the same thing because uh, the more you sort of get your head wrapped around. And one of the other great things about Otome games is that with these different routes, you get, uh, you'll get you get introduced to different characters. Uh, and depending which, which routes you go down, uh, you'll get more backstories. So the mm -hmm. more you play the game, the more routes you clear, the more um, of uh, your main character's uh, this tells you everything, how much of an impression she left on me. I can't even remember her name right now. <laughs> Chizuru? Chizuru. Um, because... I always change it, so... <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. You can you can insert yourself into the game, you know, should you feel like it, by changing uh, your name. <laughs> um, because on some of the routes, uh, you one of the random girls you meet in Kyoto, you find out is actually her brother. Oh yeah, that was yes. the Kida route. It's a reversal because they thought you were a boy, but you you end up being a girl, and then this one they thought, wow, the brother, yep, mm -hmm. right. And actually, that brings me to one of the few other characters that we have not mentioned, and that is Okida, who is one of the main leaders. And um, you find out fairly early on, unfortunately, he has tuberculosis. He was actually the route I played this time. I. I'd been holding off on him just because his personality was very prickly at first. Yeah, that's true. He is also your, you know, if you if you like to argue with your chosen samurai, um, mm -hmm. he's the one for you. This game really got something for everybody. Yeah. Wow, it's beautiful. He 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 is they almost have like a princess bride thing going on where he, you know, he tells you he's going to kill you repeatedly. Almost likely kill you in the morning. He doesn't. He's he's Sundere. Come on, you gotta have one of those in every Otome game. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. His his route's actually pretty good, though. It is. I and like the brother that they went into the brother war in it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, depending on whose route you pick, like when I was doing Saito's route, I learned a little bit more about Chikage, and then when I did Saito's, I learned a little bit more about Karu, who ends up being. Tizuru's brother, who is disguised as a girl, who is really vengeful. Uh, he did not have a happy life. No, he did not have a happy life. Definitely resentful towards Tizuru because of the rel her relatively quiet life. And, and all the pretty boys. <laughs> and also just really dislikes humans. Well, because they're, they're... Yeah, they're... So the demon clab... Got, yeah, <laughs> got destroyed by uh, yep, human encroachment. Mm -hmm. Chizuru's demon clan. That is what happened. Why there are not really many of them left. I believe it's the anime. They uh, make it so that um, she's not actually the daughter of the doctor. She's uh, He just uh, took her for his experiments because she was a female demon and abandoned her brother because uh, he was male and apparently... This is one of those strange dimorphisms where there's a lot more males than females. Yeah, because they isn't that why the brother was so mistreated? Is because he was yeah female. Yes. And I was like... gonna say in Okita's route, they they go into that a little bit. Like they don't say that flat out, but he, he went somewhere else and was horribly mistreated. Um, you do eventually find your father. I guess that's also kind of worth sharing. And not on all the routes. Not on all the routes. High, on High Ski's route, uh, uh, route, you do not ever see your father. Um, you only briefly meet uh, the 
father's friend when he comes to do checkups uh, at the... Uh, oh, she, right, Matsumoto. Yeah, um, though he does result in a glorious CG of all the boys <laughs> stripping naked, and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that's like the whole like dad's friend's reason for existence is for the guys right. to take the, their clothes. This off. other like, this is great. Another big brain play from the developers. <laughs> so yeah, basically, of course, this colleague doctor who works in Kyoto was like, oh. The Shinsengume, time for your yearly physicals. You know, your samurai gotta gotta stay in good health. So, of course, you get a CG of them. Oh, and more specifically, you're given the wrong directions, so you end up opening the doors and being like, oh dear, nosebleed. Yay! <laughs> All these sexy uh, half-naked boys with no nipples. Perfect, yes. Maybe that's what the doctor was checking on. <laughs> Why they don't have nipples. Wait a minute. Oh no, not this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, uh, horrible case of nippleitis. I'm upright. I'm afraid this means you're an Otome character. There's no cure. You're going to need to take that elixir of life stat. <laughs> <laughs> Become a shiny hair vampire. It's the only way. <laughs> um. He also has to figure out the cherry blossoms. Yes. <laughs> it's the middle of winter and there are cherry blossoms all around you. What, what? is happening? Why are these localized right around your face? <laughs> this is not a symptom I've ever seen. It's Sakura fever. <laughs> That's one of the great things about Otome games. You do have to, every once in a while, just take your uh, common sense put it in a little box, leave it to the side, and just enjoy the bishiness. And then after a while, you can take that brain back out of the box and go, what the f*** did I just watch? When you put your brain back, that's when you say, wow, these guys were on a whole other level when making this game. Amazing. I wish I one day could be as amazing and create such a wonderful masterpiece as the nippleless guys taking the nippler, nippler or whatever it's called and becoming vampires. Right, I don't think... that's really good. I don't think I could have thought of a more efficient way to just pack so much, you know, bishiness and samurai and vampires into one one game. Exactly. And getting, <laughs> and getting them into Western clothing, and which requires <laughs> all the boys with long hair to cut their all their ponytails off, so you get both the long-haired version and the short-haired version, which is absolutely amazing. And you get cravats. Everybody's better with cravats. Um, exactly. They were on they the next level. They knew. <laughs> they were like, listen, we we got to give the people what they want. And they want <laughs> everything. So we're going to give them everything. It's Wait. so good. Even Kazama gets Western clothes. That's oh true. God. Why? Why him? Because <laughs> he has to because you can marry him. <laughs> I have to admit that was the the one thing he shows up and he's in a black suit. You're just like, wait, I guess did you the did other you just are... did you just do this because everyone else was doing it? Did you just have to like one up them? You're like, yeah, my suit's sharper than yours. Your suits are just fake. Mine's a Giorgio Armani, right? Yours just a fake imitation, just like your elixir. That's what he said, and I heard him. <laughs> 
Well, they do lose the cleavage a lot, though. That's true, but you got to take the good with the bad. You know, it's <laughs> it's a balancing. But act. that's why it's all there. Yeah, exactly. Then when you go back to do a different route, you can see it again at the beginning. Yep. <laughs> oh boy! Increase the replayability. <laughs> oh. Well, I uh, before recording, I was joking about making this like an hour long Budo slash martial arts lecture um based on my like previous naginata experience but this is more fun (laughs) well we can get the weapons in there too like uh uh saito does the ei the one cut one swift death thing which is really cool yeah and an an interesting the other people just stab people i wasn't really paying attention (laughs) well to be fair uh, that is just the one thing that I felt was a little lacking. They put all their money in these C- CGs so that when it came to the actual fighting, all you got was the same animation over and over again. Black screen, white line, uh, sword line, <laughs> sword line. Hey, hey, but, hey, but, hey, but sometimes, flashes. but sometimes you get two flashes, and that's how you know that they're fighting instead of someone just stabbing someone. Mm-hmm. The stabbing usually is followed by. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that actually. Can we can we just address that again? Like in it, you know, in in a in a game that a lot of people might assume is you know just kind of romance cherry blossoms. There's there's a lot of death. There's a lot of stabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of swords, and I don't mean the inappropriate kind. I mean they literally have a bunch of swords on their person to kill other people with. Well, they they do mention the fact that um, sword fighting is a two handed. Um, weapon and to uh properly wield your sword you need both hands which is the whole reason Sanan uh has to become a fury is because he's lost his left arm even though it's not his main uh he's not a lefty he actually uh still has his right hand but because he doesn't have both hands to wield his sword um that's other one other thing that we I just realized we have not talked about is that there is really good voice acting yes uh for yes, a voice acting is a visual novel game where a, a lot of visual novels they won't bother to have all the lines uh voice acted this one almost all of the lines are extensively uh voice acted and uh, yeah and the casting they, choices are good appropriate yep uh and you get a really sort of good immersion thanks to that uh, you know really nicely done uh voice acting um, I will say that for the localized uh, English version, they do keep the Japanese voices, which uh, is nice if you want to uh, be practicing your Japanese or just like the dulcet tones of um, your samurais to be uh, historically accurate. I mean, That's I right. I think it lends an extra something, honestly, actually hearing the voices in Japanese. It, it kind of helps. It helps the immersion, like you said. Yeah, this whole game is very historically accurate. I was there. <laughs> but yeah, the Japanese voices are like an extra layer on that. Wait, wait, Nikki, are you a Western vampire or an Eastern demon? I'm from Antarctica. <laughs> they call me a snowman demon. Ah, oh, nice. One thing I will say as as someone who's like practiced modern day martial arts a little bit, I kind of appreciate some of the little touches they put in, like... Sanam, like, just how big of a deal it was 
that he he couldn't fight. You know, like even when even when some of the other officers were saying, well, you can have these other roles. That's just, you know, not good enough. Yeah. You have to be able to fight at full strength. And I like I, how they also um, showcased the modernization of the warfare mm-hmm. with the guns and how that impacted yep. things. Yeah. So over the courses, as you're going around and, you know, there are these different battles between the Shinsengumi and the other conflicting imperial forces and stuff like that. Um, some of the other forces get guns and other weapons. And that actually factors into the supernatural plot, too, because silver bullets affect our, our vampire boys, the Fury Corps, but, and the Fury Corps, so. But only the Elixir of Life uh, guys. Apparently, the Eastern Demons being so much more uh, cooler and awesomer, that do- they're not as affected by the sunlight or the silver bullets uh, as... Uh, those predictable western boys um and it also be noted that one of uh well chicago's two toadies one of them wields a gun and the other one is bare-fisted just proves how badass he is so yeah this guy is his name is amagiri and he is just so done with everyone's crap it's amazing (laughs) i he's my favorite supporting character he's just like why why are you doing this he doesn't even understand why he's there. He's just like, guys, no, no. Yeah, I'm a demon. I'm on the I demon side. Be. But yeah, I'm here because I have to be. And actually, if things get too tragic with Chizuru, uh, he killed me in, in one bad ending. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm going to make sure you don't suffer anymore. And he killed me. Well, you know, I mean, he didn't want he's you to nice. suffer anymore. Yep. He's not going to let you drink that elixir and become like some Westerner. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that because in Okita's route she does, and then actually, if you get further far enough on Okita's route, uh, your brother, after getting him to drink the elixir of life, um, he actually forces you to drink some, so you are essentially ruined goods. And yep, your your boy Chikage just up and leaves. He's like, "Well, you're not any use to me anymore." Bye. Like halfway through, we gotta get the cute samurai man. Oh, no, those were problems. And on Heisuke's route, uh, Sanan gives it to uh, the eastern princess, uh, Senhime, um, and uh, she becomes ruined goods and randomly sprouts horns, which I think is hilarious. I was gonna say, the thing with the horns and the thing with the, like, western versus eastern demons thing, now I'm not quite sure how accurate it is, but I know, you know, in the west we do have these ideas of, like, vampires that don't like the sun, they don't like garlic and whatever, right, and the silver bullet stuff, but in Japan, they're actually called oni, and oni have the horns. Yep. And I'm wondering if it's because uh, Oni are not affected by sunlight and they don't have any sort of, you know, silver bullet lore the way that Western vampires do, which is what makes them not affected by it. So instead they get horns. Yes. And horny. Uh (laughs) Aha. But I do, I do like um, Kazama in that route, not just because I'm biased and he's my favorite, but because he still gets mad at Sanan for like forcing Sen to take the medicine like I don't know he he just seems like hey listen not cool yeah. 
I like also, Tim I'm going to make fun too. of your boyfriend, Shizuru, but not cool what you did, Sanan. Don't do that. Which it's I... not cool, because Sen is my friend. And if you try to be mean to her, I'm going to scream at you. So, And she's the one with the hot lady uh, attended who... Oh, yes, yes Kimiki. Yeah, Kimikiku the, the ninja, kind of. I'm sad that she was not a possible route yeah what's man, with that she was cool he's marrying sen that's why they're already married dang it she sacrifices herself to bring sen out of uh her western demon uh haze and uh it's this really touching you know heavily subtext moment and you're just like yeah screw the boys i want to get it on that end it's fine because they don't die in the end so they can go and get married Yep. Yay! They can live happy. Yes. I yeah. love Sen. I remember, Lucy, you were talking about how, like, one of the big isekai, like, popular tropes these days is, like, I was reincarnated as a bad lady in an otome game. And there are a few otome I've played with, like, some bad ladies. But I always think of the ones that, like, the women are, like, nice to you. And Sen is always one that comes up. I'm like, she's yeah. my friend. I like her. I like there's, the friendly ones, too. There's actually a great uh, manga, I'm trying to remember the name, where uh, the main character reincarnates as the heroine, and she has no interest in any of the boys. She just wants to romance the villain, uh, the villainess. So she, the entire series is her trying to get uh, cozied up with the villainess, and I love it. Let's go. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Is this the secret Queen Victoria route in Code Realize? Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Someday I'll finish that game, but that won't be today. Today is Samurai Boys. It's a pretty long game. (laughs) So actually, one other topic that I wanted to make sure we cover uh, before we start to wrap up is for those of us who have played more of these games, like, how does this compare? Give us a little compare and contrast and maybe good points bad points compared to other otome games to me this is a classic and it's still very well written but something i've noticed just compared to like the newer ones is that it does seem a little simpler which is not inherently bad but i think just because the lore is based off of like real historical things you know very historically accurate with the vampires and stuff but the political stuff is actually accurate And I feel like that makes the world building just kind of inherently a little simpler Mm -hmm. compared to like other ones. Like I just mentioned Code Realize. I'm not even close to being done with a single route, but it's so insanely complex. Yeah. Um, Piofiore is very complex. Like a lot of them, and it's not bad that they're complex, but it's also not bad that Hakuoki's simpler but I have, I did notice a difference in that level of complexity going back to Hakuoki for this mm-hmm. podcast. I mean, one of the big things about this game is that no matter what your choices are, you're not going to magically make the shogunate uh, not suddenly fall and uh, drive out the Western influences right, from it's, Japan. Right. It's this whole so, frame yeah. of these historical events are happening, things are going to go a certain direction. The Shinsengume are going to split up. And some of these m- more newer Otome games, you can get wildly different uh, endings. Be, uh, 
oh yeah due to your routes this one because of its nature and the setting that it's chosen you're not certain aspects are always going to stay the same and that's not necessarily a bad thing it means that in some ways no matter which route you're taking you know what certain events are going to pop up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that also means that them. it's a good entry point for people who want to get into the genre. You don't have nearly as much to worry about. Yeah, I agree. And then this was a good game for us to sort of use as um, uh, for this podcast, I think, because of this nature that we can cover multiple routes. There are going to be overlaps and we're still going to have, even if we're talking about different routes, we're still going to have some of the basic plot points stay yeah well, we already are kind of discussing that and comparing contrasting a little bit we're sort of like oh sin did this in my route and this happened to her and yeah but she she still showed up at the same point and we we all kind of got the same like introduction to her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh right where she's her defenser mm -hmm. yep though I, I will say in um heisuke's route it's great when chigage gets uh basically cock blocked uh at the end he's just like Wait, neither of the female ladies are going to be with me? Oh man! It's okay, he has his two boyfriends, he'll be fine. Just wait until I get the next route, then, then we'll see what happens. You can be with your boyfriends for now. Sen gets her girlfriend, I get the short dude, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> with the nasally voice. <laughs> it's okay, he cut his hair and uh, Chizuru says it's sexy, so it's canon. Uh, so it's fine. <laughs> One last thing I kind of wanted to started to bring up, but didn't is I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the little hints of like the samurai code that they put in and one, it like I mentioned Sinan, but another one is poor Kondo. Like it's really upsetting what happens to him and being beheaded is pretty much the most awful thing ever. I mean, it's pretty awful anyway, but the idea is that you get no opportunity to maintain your honor. You know, he accepted defeat and he wanted to, and his own life um but they wouldn't let him so they kind of denied him that honorable death and i think it's hijikata in particular and okita i think too are heavily heavily upset and talk a bit about how he didn't he didn't deserve that for that exact reason part of that is actually really explained because they're both they grew up with yep. him as their teacher um, or at least their um, their sensei. Um, and the one other thing that we haven't really actually mentioned, not only is this based in a historical fact, all of these shins and gemi that you're getting to romance are based on actual historical figures. So um, no matter, they all had pretty tragic routes, no matter what you were going to do. Um, and they all had, um, you know, there have certain backgrounds that are based in history and based on actual historical figures from uh, uh, feudal Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can't do anything about Kondo. That's what happened to him in real life. And it's awful. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of skirt around that with some of the romance options by doing the elixir, but they still have to, like, fake their dead. And, and we learned that the elixir of life cannot cure tuberculosis. No, it cannot. So he's kind of stuck being sick. Yeah, sorry, Okita. I'm going to admit, being fairly new to Otome games, I, I guess maybe 
I should have been expecting, you know, some sort of tragic sick character, but I was not expecting tuberculosis, so. He did have that in real life. That is historically accurate. I'm not memeing this time. But they, they are, they, they do take uh, some notable, accurate elements from real life. Yeah, it's really cool to see how they weave that together. And I'm sure it's even more interesting if you, you know, are in Japan and actually kind of rooted in that culture and know all of these figures and know a little bit more of the history. I mean, yeah. I mean this isn't exactly a fake grand order when you're having female uh, Da Vinci's uh, show up. Right. So... <laughs> Uh, um, they do actually uh, try and weave these characters in for real, you know, at least a realistic start. Though uh, not so much when we get, you know, white-haired bishy boys just running around sucking our blood or licking our ears. That's fun. Yeah, that really <laughs> happened. I, I... <laughs> my, yeah, let's see. Okay, so my first route was ear licking, and my second route was hand licking yeah <laughs> oh my gosh uh heisuke it's your arm yeah, yeah. great i look forward to that <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anybody know if saito is actually left-handed or if that's a historical fact about fact about him because that was another interesting little like kind of glimmer of kind of dojo culture is the fact that saito is a left-handed iaido student which is not the way I don't it's know supposed off the top of my head, but I would assume it would be accurate if they uh, if they decided to put that in there. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that before next time because I'm very I'm very curious because that is definitely a thing. Like I could see that happening where a lot of people that he trained with would say like, "No, you have to do it this way," um, but he didn't. He was strong enough, you know, on that offside in air quotes. And also gave you a sense of, like, the camaraderie between the Shinsegume, right? Like, their socioeconomic status doesn't really match up with what it should be for a samurai, air quotes mm-hmm. again. So they, you know, they sort of banded together for that reason. So you kind of, like, get a little bit of uh, a sense of, like, a band of misfits who are just really powerful together. Uh, can I actually interject here? He actually yeah. was left-handed. We Ooh. did it! Yeah! Yay. Ooh, my historically accurate anime is great. <laughs> Except the other thing, though, the thing that is not accurate is him having hair. Oh. Oh, that's, yeah. we need to have, like, the anime flavor, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Hijikata's hair is accurate, both in, the, <laughs> both in the Japanese style and the Western style. Look it up. This is everyone's homework. Look up Hijikata Toshizo. There are famous photographs of him. One where he's, you know, in the kimono and he has the long hair and then one in Western clothing and he cut his hair short. And he actually is, one, very handsome and two, actually really accurate to uh, the Hakuoki uh, version. Ooh. So that's cool. Yeah. Homework time. Yeah. Woo. Uh, my other day job at uh, RPG Fan, besides being the resident demon, so that's the other reason I had to be on this podcast, uh, is I do social media and I am so, when I, we uh, post this link, I am going to just make a uh, Twitter feed uh, comparison of Bishy Boy version, actual Versus version. Real life. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, let's do it. Let's do it and reference it next time because we still, I mean, we still have a lot to cover. We still have to cover Hijikata's route. And we'll talk more about yes. our demon boy too next time. Let's maybe try and focus on those two yes. next time. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. Take me away, Kazuma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's right. go. So I think we're getting to the point. Like, any final thoughts on the game so far? Um, it, there's a version on Switch in Japan, and that needs to be in English right now. That's my thought. Mm. Good to know. Give it to I me. Agree. I need all of the Hakuokis. Yes. I want to go play the Vita versions now. Get my Yamazaki route on. <laughs> yes. That sounds good. I, I kind of want to play the PS3 version because when I started this game out, uh, I was texting Hillary and Guy. Oh man, I wish I could play Sudden. At that point, I didn't have him as the antagonist and uh, get slightly turned off. But come on, I need a glasses boy. I know, right? <laughs> no, that's true. He is glasses boy in this game. They make no... up for it in Code Realize. There are two glasses boys. I mean, this is standard. Frankenstein is the best character. I'm on his route now. Oh yay! Yes, he's my favorite so far. I mean, normally in Otome games, there's always a glasses guy route. And the fact mm-hmm. that for the 3DS version, there is no glasses guy route for Hakuiki is very upsetting. Yeah, right. they, they really, agree. they were, you know, it's difficult because this was really pushing the boundaries of like guys with no clothes and the white haired <laughs> anime boys and all that stuff. So, you know, they had to hold back. They were like, if we actually let them marry the Megane, that's too much power. And then all of the eastern demons will come and get us and we can't have that before we make the sequel. Same oh. with Shikachi. Not only that, but, and there's no harem route. Come on. I'm still oh, yeah. upset about that. Again, because... too much power. It's too strong. <laughs> Although they did later make a series that is like set in the past and it's like the demon clans before they all died out. Ah, interesting. So that's cool. Oh. Okay, so other than knowing that there's that other game with the Demon Clans in the past, um, knowing that there's a Switch version that hasn't come here yet, kind of talking about wanting to try all these different other versions, um, and the fact that there's no hair on route, any any other last thoughts? All right. Well, the theme song is cool. That's the, it. That's true. I do like the theme song. Yeah, there's like a really nice kind of anime sequence and theme song. Yeah, and and you get a nice little like credit sequence too after you finish each route. All right. Well, I think if we're talking about the you know the power of glasses boys and other games, I'm gonna wrap it up for now with some housekeeping um, and tell everyone to look forward to episode 300 of Retro soon. Very very exciting! Yay! Yay. Um, and so in- what now? Yeah, we're almost at 300 episodes. And also, part two of this one, obviously, will also be coming along. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, the our email is retro at rpgfan.com. Um, you can also comment on our forums, visit Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord. We've got Twitch streaming, so you can visit us there. Uh, we're not doing Otome games there. <laughs> we're doing a Tales of Summer there. But, you know, that's, oh, that's fun, too. Same, same thing. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, lots of anime-style characters, at least. I bet if we asked, Scott would try it. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to test I that. I would pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We also have two other great podcasts. Random Encounter, which is news and kind of reviewing what people are playing. Rhythm Encounter which is music, so give those a listen. And which is back! 
Um, yes. And, you know, any sort of feed, we like feedback a lot. So please review us on iTunes, Google Play, whatever podcast listening avenue you use. Uh, that's really helpful for us. And now let's go around. What's the best way to get in touch with everyone? I'll I'll start with me. I'm EP Fire on Discord. That's the best way to get in touch with me for RPG fan stuff. And I'll ask you first this time, Lucy. So uh, I'm available on most of our social medias on Facebook and uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm also Jess Idres, J-E-S-I-D-R-E-S um, um, on the Twitters, the Tumblers, the DeviantArts, the everythings. Um, uh, so you can message your own um, personal demon that way. Great. And how about Nikki? I actually have a Twitter this time. Woo-hoo. Yay! Uh, you can find me at OtomanNikki, O-T-O-M-E-N-I-K-I, not two Ks, because that would mean diary. Hey, relevant relevant handle for this episode. That's uh, right, yeah. That's where I'm going to plot finding Kazuma. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> How about you, Audra? Oh, well, I don't have a Twitter account or anything yet, so it's actually email B at rpgfan.com. Awesome. All right, well, it has been a lot of fun chatting about this game with you all, so thanks for joining with me in this, and we will be back for part two, where we'll be kind of getting to, like, the meat of the main plot of the game. So... Join us there, and thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.